Hello, this is Anbati from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 17th of June. One protester was killed while several others were left injured after the Telangana police allegedly opened fire on a mob at Sikandarabad railway station as protests against the Agnipath scheme escalated and got violent, Indian Express reported. Protest against the Agnipath and Agnivir recruitment scheme for army has been gaining traction across several states in the country. The first major protest broke out in Bihar a day after the Defence Minister Rajnath Singh announced the scheme earlier this week. In this new scheme, men and women between the ages of 17 and a half and 21 would be inducted into the armed forces for a four-year tenure. At the end of the four years, only 25% of the recruits will be retained and go on to serve the regular 15-year period, and the rest 75% of recruits, or Agnivirs, will be let go with a severance. In Bihar, the houses of Deputy Chief Minister Renu Devi in Betia in West Champaran district and Bihar BJP President Dr. Sanjay Jaiswal were attacked amid the protests, ANI reported. Additionally, a mob of over 500 protesters ransacked and arsoned the BJP office in Madhepura, Bihar, NDTV reported. Two trains were torched at Samastipur and Lakhisarai in Bihar on Friday by the armed forces aspirants. Similarly, violence was reported from the Balia and Varanasi districts with angry agitators setting a coach of the Sialda Express on fire in Balia. In Varanasi, the Lok Sabha constituency of Prime Minister Narendra Modi, youth were seen doing push-ups on railway tracks and agitated protesters raised slogans against the centre. After the spread of protests from Bihar to Uttar Pradesh, Haryana and Telangana, the Haryana government decided to suspend internet services in Faridabad's Ballabgar area, imposing Section 144 in Gurugram in anticipation of further instances of violence. Congress leaders, including Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi Vadra, criticised the BJP government in the centre, saying Prime Minister Narendra Modi does not understand what the country wants. They described the Agnipat scheme as one among many initiatives rejected by the public. Amid the protests, the centre today raised the upper age limit for the Agnipat military recruitment scheme to 23 from 21. The crackdown on ministers allegedly involved in money laundering intensified on Friday with raids in Delhi on Satendra Jain and in Rajasthan against Ashok Gehlot's brother. The Enforcement Directorate is conducting raids across multiple locations in the national capital region in connection with the money laundering case against Delhi Minister Satendra Jain and his associates, officials told news agency PTI on Friday. At least 10 residential and business locations associated with the minister are being raided. Jain was arrested on May 30th in a money laundering case. The case is based on a CBI FIR lodged against the Aam Aadmi Party leader in 2017 under the Prevention of Corruption Act, where he was accused of having laundered money through four companies allegedly linked to him. In association with the case, raids were carried out on several of Jane's associates, with the central agency claiming to have recovered a sum of Rs 2.83 crore in cash and 133 gold coins as well. 
After Jane's arrest on May 30th under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal and other Aam Aadmi Party leaders claimed that Jane was being framed in a fake case so as to sabotage AAP's chances in the upcoming Himachal Pradesh elections. Earlier this week, a Delhi court extended Jane's judicial custody by another 14 days. After this, his bail hearing was held on Tuesday. Jane said in his bail plea, there is no reason to keep him under detention during the investigation period. Apart from Jane, the CBI on Friday conducted searches at multiple locations across Rajasthan, Gujarat and West Bengal in a fresh case where Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot's brother, Agrasen, is one of the accused, Indian Express reported. Express quoted sources as saying that Agrasen, who is a businessman, has been booked for alleged corruption along with others, including some government officials. Agrasen is already facing a money laundering probe by the Enforcement Directorate in connection with the case of alleged diversion of fertilizers during 2007 and 2009. Sources said that the fresh CBI case is separate from the one being probed by the ED. Listeners, the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at Oxford University just released its annual report on the state of the news industry. According to the report, titled The Digital News Report 2022, informed by data from 46 markets, interest and trust in the news is declining, as is news consumption. My colleague, Mehraj Dilon, explored what this report implies and how we can bring back people's declining trust on news back on track. Read his report titled, why digital newsrooms should do less but better to prosper on newslaundry.com. Listeners, if you like the work we do and want more in-depth investigations like this, do consider subscribing to News Laundry. Remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence only because we don't depend on them for ads. Our journalism is funded by you, our subscribers. So if you aren't already a part of our ad-free system, subscribe by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from Rs 300 a month. Pay to keep news free. Around 150 students who were stuck in a school in Karnataka amid heavy rainfall and flood by a rivulet were rescued today, officials said, PTI reported. The students were stuck in a school in Amargol village under Bilavtagi Panchayat jurisdiction since Thursday evening. The rescue operation was carried out after the water level subsided in the night, officials said. The students were moved to safety using a tractor. According to ANI, heavy rains since 3pm Thursday in Bilavtagi Dharwar eventually flooded a stream in the village, entrapping the children along with the teachers in their school classrooms. Deccan Herald reported that the school resembled an island due to the unexpected flood. The Belavtagi Panchayat officials were the first contact persons for the students, responsible for ensuring the safety of the children and supplying food and water to them. ANI also reported that given the rising water levels, government officials were constantly in touch with the teachers, instructing them to ensure the safety and health of the students trapped in the classrooms. The Indian Meteorological Department has forecast some intense wet weather across South Indian states for the remainder of this week. Yellow and orange alerts have been issued for some districts of Kerala and Andhra Pradesh. 
According to the annual data issued by Schweizerisch National Bank, Switzerland Central Bank, funds deposited by Indian nationals and firms in Swiss banks rose to a 14-year high of 3.83 billion Swiss francs or rupees 30,500 crores in 2021. This data is a collection of figures reported to the central bank by various individual banks in the country. India's finance ministry had formally claimed that the data and numbers shared by SNB do not indicate the quantum of much debated alleged black money held by Indians in Switzerland. According to the data released on Thursday, the SNB said that the money held in customers' savings or deposit accounts of Indian account holders increased to a 7-year high of over rupees 4800 crore in 2021. in contrast to a sum of rupees 4000 crore in the past year the highest component of chf or swiss francs 2002 million was other amount due to customers in form of bonds securities and various other financial instruments pti reported the swiss national bank data takes into account all types of funds it can range from deposits from enterprises to banks and individuals This includes data for branches of Swiss banks in India as also non-deposit liabilities. These are figures reported by banks to the SNB and do not include the money that might have been in Swiss banks in the names of third country entities. According to CNBC TV 18 in 2016, India and Switzerland signed a joint declaration for the automatic sharing of financial account information. The use and disclosure of the information received are governed by the confidentiality provisions of the India Switzerland tax treaty in the same report it was declared that the united kingdom topped the list of foreign clients money in swiss banks at chf 379 billion followed by the united states at number 2 with chf 168 billion india was placed in the 44th place ahead of countries like sweden Poland, Bangladesh, Oman, South Korea, Bahrain and New Zealand. Among BRICS nations, India stood above South Africa and Brazil but below Russia at 15th and China at 24th positions. The National Council of Educational Research and Training has dropped content on Gujarat riots from the class 12th political science curriculum as a part of quote unquote textbook rationalization exercise in view of the covid-19 pandemic indian express reported additionally chapters on cold war and mughal codes from class 12 political science curriculum were also removed business standard reported the ncrt has also removed content on the industrial revolution from class 11th textbook and references to some dalit writers from class 7th textbook One para on Gujarat riots removed from class 12th read and I quote Gujarat riots show that the government machinery also becomes susceptible to sectarian passions instances like in Gujarat alert us to the dangers involved in using religious sentiments for political purposes this poses a threat to democratic politics unquote the indian express reported The rationale behind the curriculum changes for class 6 to 12 was to reduce the load of content on students in the wake of COVID-19 pandemic. According to NCERT officials, nearly 30% of the syllabi was reduced for the current academic session. A senior NCERT official told the Hindustan Times that there was no selective omission of topics. 
other removed content includes entire chapters on Mughal courts, a poem on the Dalit movement and a chapter on Cold War from class 12 textbooks. Chapters titled Central Islamic Lands and the Industrial Revolution have been dropped from class 12 textbook as well. From a textbook for class 7th, pages titled Mughal Emperors, Major Campaigns and Events were also dropped. The Sri Lankan government declared Friday a holiday for public offices and schools to limit vehicular movement, leaving many roads in and around the capital Colombo deserted, news agency Bloomberg reported. The decision was taken as the nation has almost ran out of fuel for transport and there's little signs of fresh supplies coming in. According to reports, thousands of vehicles are lined up in queues, stretching for kilometres as drivers wait for filling stations to be replenished. The country, facing its worst economic crisis, has many outstanding payments for foreign suppliers. The Minister of Power and Energy, Kanchana Vijaysekra, said on Thursday that the state-run Ceylon Petroleum Corp hadn't received tenders for fresh stocks of fuel because suppliers were deterred by outstanding payments. They have reached out to several companies and countries, including Russia, for supplies and are hoping for the approval from India for a fresh $500 million credit line for fuel imports, Vijaysekra said. Sri Lankan news agency The Daily Mirror reported that a letter of credit for $42.6 million was opened by People's Bank to purchase a shipment of 300,000 barrels of Octane 92 petrol. The Friday holiday for Sri Lankans was brought forth by the government decision to implement a four-day work week in view of the current fuel crisis. And people were also asked to plant vegetables in their backyard to address any future food shortages that may emerge, News 18 reported. Meanwhile, protests demanding the resignation of President Gotabaya Rajapaksha at Colombo's Gore face continue. People of Sri Lanka have put the onus on the shoulders of the Rajapaksha family for the current economic crisis they face. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.